This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 1284. It's not them, it's you. Changing the way we react, cope, and communicate. By Allie Cornish of everthrive.org. Hello, everybody, and welcome to ORD. I'm your host and narrator, Greg Audino. And today I'll be sharing a really wonderful post from Allie Cornish of Everthrive, who will be talking about how we can recognize and change our communication styles. Really important read today. So let's not waste another minute. I'm going to start this article now and optimize your life. It's not them, it's you. Changing the way we react, cope, and communicate by Ali Cornish of everthrive.org. Communication is one of the most fundamental skills we possess as society-bound creatures. Modern communication at every level, in person, over the phone, and digital, is important. I've always had a keen interest in the psychology of communicating, and I believe that we have an obligation not only to practice good communication on a daily basis, but also to understand where we've fallen short. We should always make improvements to our communication methods to better ourselves. After all, why wouldn't we want to get the best results from interactions with others? The reason behind this current discussion comes from a personal place. Over the past decade, I felt an overall loss of true connection with friends and loved ones. I know that part of the reason for this is due to the fact that I haven't stayed in the same city for more than three years at a time in the past 18 years. Distance and loss of physical connection can surely change relationships. Another reason for loss of connection is that I, along with so many others, experienced a rapid period of growth in my 20s. Taking on adult life, after existing so long under the shelters provided by parents and the education system, can be stressful on any relationship. It's very natural for people to drift apart when life happens. I get that. But what if I could have done something about those lost connections? I know that I'm not alone in feeling out of sync with others after life changes. When we're thrown for a loop, it's good to remind ourselves that each new change presents an opportunity for growth and a chance to question and evaluate responses to change, specifically in the ways we relate to others and the ways we relate to ourselves. Commonly, when we feel rebuffed by others, we think, what's their problem? What's wrong with my friends, family, co-workers, boss, etc.? They're not responding to me in the way I deserve. Why don't they seem to be listening to me when we're talking face-to-face? Why haven't they replied to my phone calls, emails, texts, status updates, handwritten letters? What's their deal? We blame their behavior on the stars, Mercury being in retrograde, and the rise and fall of barometric pressure. Or we simply write these people off and choose not to spend time with them. See ghosting. In actuality, nothing is wrong with these people. We can't and shouldn't blame them for their perceived failure in communication. The fault actually lies with us and the ways we communicate. It's not them. It's us. I'm not claiming to be some sort of communication expert. I'm still learning and growing with every interaction. And in my journey to improve myself, I've practiced a variety of techniques that seem to improve how I relate to people and how I react to others who relate to me. In this article, I discuss how to improve in two different areas of communication, self-talk and interpersonal communication. Self-talk is the practice of talking to ourselves, either mentally or aloud. It can also be referred to as the ways we think about ourselves. Take a moment and ask yourself if you engage in mostly positive or negative self-talk. Do you constantly build yourself up, 
or do you tend to let yourself down? Are you confident and self-assured, or are you scared and self-doubting? If your style of self-talk is mostly negative, your negativity can be harmful to both you and others. You should be eliciting angry, needy, and insecure behaviors that will most likely change the ways others communicate with you. Negative self-talk can also prompt us to drag others down with us. We think, I feel terrible, so everyone else needs to feel as terrible as me. No one wants to hang out with a negative person. Have you noticed how negativity can be contagious? Listen closely to how you talk to yourself. If you find yourself spiraling into a pit of despair, pause and consider how to change your way of thinking. Treat yourself as your own best friend, not as an enemy. Take a compassionate point of view in relating to yourself. After all, we must be able to positively connect with ourselves before we can successfully connect with others. Interpersonal communication is the term for the ways we exchange feelings, meaning, and information with others. A basic rule for exchanging info with others, I shared this quite often with my tech-obsessed high school students, is to look people in the eye when speaking to them. Another basic rule is to face our bodies towards others when speaking to them and avoid crossing our arms, as this can be interpreted as being defensive. Don't be defensive. This is so important. I've learned that when mistakes are never my fault, they probably are my fault. I've also learned to shoulder the responsibilities of dealing with my mistakes. Oftentimes, we have the tendency to blame others for our own mistakes. We should own up to our mistakes, learn from them, and move on. If we think that we're not getting the results we expect out of interpersonal interactions or relationships, we should take some time to analyze our communication styles. One way I've been doing this is to check in. I just go and ask the other person, how can I do better? Asking for feedback might feel weird or uncomfortable at first, but the other person will almost always appreciate the gesture and respect you for valuing the relationship. We should check in with others as well as ourselves to improve our ways of communicating. Other ways of checking in include asking ourselves, 1. Do I pry into people's personal lives, spread gossip, or say mean things about people? Am I quick to judge people unfairly? If so, why might I be doing that? 2. Are my thoughts about specific people negative or positive? Do I complain a lot? If so, why am I complaining? Remember, no one wants to hang out with a complainer. 3. Do I raise my voice and talk over people in a conversation? Do I find myself trying to finish other people's sentences? Why do I do this? 4. Do I talk down to people? Do I tell them what to do? Why am I being so bossy? 5. Do I talk at people instead of to them? Do I talk back to people? Why might I be doing that? 6. Do I get upset when I receive criticism from others? Do I push people away who criticize me? Why can't I deal with criticism? 7. Am I able to tell people what I want or need in clear terms? Sometimes people want others to intuitively guess their needs. This often happens in married relationships or between family members. No matter how close people are, no one can intuitively guess a person's needs. Learn how to set clear expectations and communicate clearly about wants and needs to others. 8. Am I a good, active listener? Active listening includes paying attention and then demonstrating understanding by repeating key points later in the conversation. At the end of the day, people just want to feel like they're understood. Therefore, listening is actually much more important than talking. 9. Do I seek to benefit from a relationship without giving back? 
Why don't I reciprocate more often? And 10, am I constantly late? Lateness can be applied to many circumstances. A person can be late to a physical engagement or late in calling someone back. Chronically late people often have voicemail boxes that always seem to be full. If this sounds like you, ask yourself, why can't I make others a priority? Taking a step back and analyzing the ways we relate to others can help us have more positive interactions in the future. Checking in, digging deep, and asking ourselves why can really help us think about the ways we communicate and assist us in becoming better communicators. Above all, in order to communicate in the clearest, most effective ways, we must first be willing to patiently listen to ourselves as well as listen to others. When we truly listen, we don't just listen to parrot a reply. We listen with intention. We listen to understand. And we listen to be able to communicate effectively. You just listened to the post titled, It's Not Them, It's You, Changing the Way We React, Cope, and Communicate, by Allie Cornish of everthrive.org. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And a wonderful post from Allie today, wasn't it? Just laced with personal responsibility and self-questioning, which I love. And she touched upon how we should think about the types of people we regularly give negative feedback to or have negative perceptions of. Now, this is important but I want to remind you of just how subtle this can be. Our discontent for people isn't always so recognizable. So if we really want to answer this question for ourselves, we must dig deep and think about those very, very quick like initial instincts we have that only exist in our minds for maybe like five seconds and then go away. So I know for me, I definitely get this way about like influencers sometimes. I, I'm immediately not just suspicious, but unsettled by how happy they always seem to be and how it seems as though success has come so easily for them, uh, in spite of me not being able to gauge what type of value they really offer uh, or what their work ethic is like. But the thing is, whatever the truth is about the motives and backgrounds of those people, the real problem lies with me, of course. And ultimately, even such a brief reaction is more a reflection of my troubles with always feeling like I have to work so hard, wrestling with my own emotions, and maybe feeling as though the only content worth producing has to be cerebral and heartfelt, unique, or whatever. Otherwise, it doesn't have value. So if I'm able to recognize those quick flashes of upset within myself and be honest about where they're coming from, it becomes a good use of my time to explore those feelings on my own, as opposed to continuing to vilify these people who I really don't know the first thing about. So. See how that might exist for you, because I do think it's something most of us possess, even if we don't quite realize it or take time to acknowledge it. Okay, and that'll do it for today, gang. Thanks a million for being here and sharing this post with someone. That is a great way of keeping the lights on around here. And I hope to see you again tomorrow as we begin our parenting leg of the week, where your optimal life awaits. <laughs>